going on over there bud sorry my computer is like <laughs> guys my computer is so ghetto so the issue is guys my laptop screen is not it stopped working right so i use my tv as my monitor basically. Oh. so oh. i have my hdmi cord plugged into my tv so that's why I, it, it always looks like i'm looking off because I'm looking oh, at my okay, TV, okay. not like at my laptop. Oh, that's oh yeah, it just like did something just now. But anyways, we're back again. Episode 15. Let's go. And we're here again with Jess Lee. How was your week, sir? Yo, um, busy. Busy. Yeah? Yeah. But, made it uh, busy. Um, yeah, I just like work, obviously. And then on top of that, I'm just... Um, like taking um working on like a project like um outside of work so yeah that's kind of i started recently and uh yeah it's just <laughs> it's just <busy>. been busy <laughs> it's just been busy it's just been busy a busy, busy week yeah. and you foresee it being busy for like a for a while um yeah, I mean, busy, busier than before. I was doing the uh, doing the uh, the program slash project that I'm that I'm involved in right now. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just, I guess, gotta navigate how to um, just um, prioritize. Manage, yeah, and just manage everything and whatnot. Um, so, but in the, I think I think it's gonna get better in the uh, in the coming weeks by God's grace because my uh, work schedule is changing a bit. So that will be. That will kind of alleviate some of the uh, some of the pressure there, but yeah, it's not it's not it's not a bad thing, but um, yeah, just something that I'm learning to navigate. Okay, that's good. My week has been um, has been good. It's been a little bit busy as well. Um, actually, well, I don't know this this lockdown is. I know I say this every week, but honestly. This lockdown is really starting to get to me. Like, <laughs> it really is. Bruh. Like, staying, like, I think it's because there's no break in, like, working. Because working from home and then after work, you're still at home, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to, you can't, you're not really going out to do anything. Yeah, I have other stuff to do outside of work. Like, for example, mm-hmm. this podcast or I'm auditioning or whatever, whatever, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like the the fact that, you know, like you're home all the time. It's just mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. Like, I just go and find the simplest things to make me like have to leave the house to go and drive, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you if you're like feel the same way if you're in that same boat. Uh honestly, yeah, in a sense, like like if I don't, if I it feels weird to not leave the house. Oh, it feels it weird just, to not leave the house for you. 
Wait, yeah, it like feels if, weird to leave the house or not to not leave the house. Like, oh, okay, you yeah, know, okay. If, yeah. if I if I like, I, I prefer I prefer not to you know um, like go days at a time without you know leaving the house. But it, if if you don't like, kind of, it's easy to fall into that. Like mm-hmm. if you you know like you could easily easily not go outside. I think for me, like one of the things is I, I live in a basement apartment, so um, mm. it makes it it makes me want to like get out of the house more you know but um like did you yeah, leave yeah. the house today at all nah <laughs> so you didn't even see like how sunny it was out all day i saw it through i saw it through the window in my apartment it was actually it was nice it, it was, was nice. so sunny oh i left the i left the house today i had i had errands to run anyways but like yeah yeah i, I don't know it's just i'm just praying i'm praying i'm praying i'm praying this this season comes to an end because it's 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 yeah it's becoming a lot it's becoming a lot but in other news has there any has there been anything on your heart this week i think i feel like i just i feel like i just uh that was on on (laughs) yeah i'd say that that's what that's what i was saving for the uh what was what's been on your heart question so um yeah i'll just y'all just rewind the podcast and pretend i said it again (laughs) (laughs) okay for me, um, what's been on my heart? Well, it hasn't really been on my heart, but I was just, it's, I mean, like, it hasn't been pressing. It hasn't been a pressing issue for me. But seeing these, you know, I, I brought, I think I brought it up on my IG story before. And mind you, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at it, but seeing these, like, new challenges that, you mm. know, keep popping up, mm. you know, <laughs> mm. Mm. you know like first we had the bus it challenge which you know was was cute it was a cute little moment you know um and you know then now we had you know they took you know the ladies the girls they took it up a notch with the with the silhouette challenge i want to know as a man okay and you as a man that you know you have social media accounts Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I'm sure you see these different challenges. What, how do you feel as a man, as a young black, you know, Christian man, or even like, not even like just as a man in general, how, how do you feel about these challenges? Do you feel a way? Do you even care? Like, does it not like, is it just like a, what it's a, whatever thing? Like, how do you feel I'll be real with you. I don't think I have seen a busted video. Like I, I really don't even. I don't. I've heard so with these challenges. I hear like the name of the challenge, but I haven't seen the video. Like I've probably seen like the the beginning of a video play, like when I was on on social media or whatever. But I haven't really sat there and you know watched an entire like busted challenge video. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, you know what? I'll, I'll admit, I was I was curious about like what it was. So at a certain right. point, I wanted to like kind of watch a video just to see, okay, what like what is this? But I never got around to it. I at this point, I don't care. Um, right. <laughs> and then the silhouette challenge. Is it because so, you're not really on social media like that, or is it because you purposely trying to avoid watching the challenges? I mean, so for me, I would say. Right now, I'm not on socials as much as I used to be, definitely. Like, 
you know, when it comes to Twitter and Instagram, like Instagram, I'm mainly on there in group chat. Right, um, right. And then with Instagram, the thing is like with challenges, more times people are going to do the challenge and maybe their story or um, not really going to post on their feed per se, because they're not going to have that challenge on their actual grid mm. most, more times. Some sort, I guess you're more likely to see it on Twitter. I'll be real with you. I stopped scrolling on Twitter a long time ago. <laughs> like more times I don't I don't scroll on Twitter like 99 times out of 100 like it's rare for me to actually scroll on the timeline on Twitter it's because it's for, dangerous because yeah, so yeah, it it's, 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 it's a bit much and like it's just it's not outside of outside of the uh the the uh the minefield um it just just a lot of like it just it can be a rabbit hole sometimes so usually if I'm on Twitter I'm there I'm checking my mentions I see like I have a DM or whatever and then um I'll also check um certain people's like profiles just to see what they've tweeted recently right right, and then you know kind of see what they've tweeted or retweeted other than that like that's kind of how I use Twitter Instagram maybe I'll check a one two person story but more times I'm in the I'm in like my uh my direct messages I'm just like kind of responding to messages there or whatnot Mm. um or in the group chat so that's where I found out about the silhouette challenge the only silhouette challenge I've seen was the Tiffany Haddish one. Okay, and yeah. the Haddish. only reason I watched that Haddish. Haddish? Oh. Haddish. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Tiffany. If you're listening, if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, the only, the only, the only one I've seen was the Tiffany Haddish one. And the only reason I watched that was because someone was talking about how she's dating common now. So I was yeah. like, can it be? I think I, like, I post <laughs> I posted it in the group chat. Yeah, so I was watching it, and I was watching, and I was looking. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna sound like a square for saying this. I'm gonna sound like a square for saying this. Oh lord! But the video was playing, and I kind of I had my thumb over Tiffany. <laughs> over Tiffany. What? <laughs> covering this because I'm just like, yo, bro, I'm not even trying to like. I can't remember. I, I think I was gonna like <laughs> go to bed, and I was about to like read my Bible or something. I was like, I, I don't know. I can't remember what I was gonna do, but like, I just I just didn't feel like. You know, it's not to say that oh, it's gonna. You know, if I if I watch watch, I'm gonna stumble or anything. Yeah, like you think you were gonna much. stumble or something? Nah, but it's just more so like I just don't want to like I don't really want to watch. Is it because career. you wanted to respect her, or you felt like it's not even that? It's just more so like I guess you don't necessarily. Maybe you don't want your mind wandering or whatever. And I just mm. and and also just with that, like I just don't really. I just didn't really want to watch it. The only reason I was watching it was because I was trying to see if the guy in it was actually common. Right, right, right. That's right. literally it. So once I was like, I was looking, I was like, is that common? Like, and then once I was satisfied, like, oh yeah, maybe I think that is common. Then I was just like, yeah, done. Like I don't. Off. Yeah. So I mean, I was watching. T- okay. So I was watching Tiffany until like she, until it switched to the red light, and I was like, right. I was what I was looking at it at first. I was like. Bro, I'm not even really trying to see all this right now. Let me just see if this is common. <laughs> and then, when it, so that's that's kind of it. Um, that's that's my take on it. Y'all call me a square if you want, but so it therefore, is, what it is, is do you feel like these challenges are a bit too much? Um, overall, man, like again, like I don't really, they're not really in my in my sight line per se. Um, that. I, and I didn't know about what the challenge was at the time when I was right. watching it. So I was like, okay, like what, like, what is this? I mean, 
explain the challenge to me first of all. Let me let me speak about it with more education. Basically, it's just um, women, I guess. They're in their like house clothes at first. Um, in the first part of the video, they're just in their house clothes, like bonnet, glasses, whatever, robe, mm-hmm. just like you know, moving in front of the camera, just like. I guess checking themselves out in front of the camera, and then they go and then they go in front of a a, a door frame, mm-hmm. and then the the music and the light switches, and then it's mm-hmm. basically a silhouette, and it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a silhouette of them like naked, basically. So are they actually naked? I I believe some people were, but most of them were not. They were just wearing probably this bra and underwear. But because it's a silhouette challenge, you can't tell tell that they're wearing bra. It gives the illusion that they're naked. I mean, bro, you know what? Like, (laughs) this is my two cents. Like, my two cents is that my two cents is not (laughs) relevant. (laughs) The reason why my two cents is not relevant, because what am I going to say? You know what I'm saying? What, What do I say? Oh, you know, women shouldn't be doing that. And then, you know, right. there are people that will say that, you know, that don't police you know, women's bodies, don't police women's bodies, you know, or X, Y, Z. If I say, you know, it's, it, it's calm, then, you know, that's okay. That's so how do you, too, so. how do you feel about the backlash that, um, Pastor Mike Todd got for saying that, uh, Chris, I think he, I don't know if he said women in general, or he said Christian women. I don't know if he specify Christian women or he just said I mean, women shouldn't be participating in these challenges and then he got like backlash for it. I mean, if he's K, so if he, first of all, it it, it depends on who the backlash is from. Right. If he got backlash from people in the world, then it's, it you know, sense. it makes perfect sense. Like, you know, if he got backlash from people in the church, then that's kind of you know a problem that's problematic uh, in terms of that like, doesn't reflect well on them because like what what are you backlashing at the end of the day mm. he's if he said that christian women shouldn't be doing that he's absolutely right mm. you know what i'm saying people can argue with it people can say oh you know this. at the end of the day that's just what it is right um it, it's not it's not about policing bodies or anything like that it's just it's more so about kind of yeah, it's just more so about like uh, our lifestyle as Christians and stuff like mm. that. It's not to say that we're 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 squares or anything like that, but I'm I'm saying that in regards to that challenge, it doesn't mm. really reflect well on you know uh, uh, in a, in, a, in, a, in a lifestyle perspective, right? Just right, in right. terms of how sexual um, it is and like kind of how provocative. It is in terms of what you know, <clears throat> women who are engaging in in it are, are presenting. What if, if I, saying, what if I did like a parody? I mean, it depends, right? Like, like you can't. Like anybody can really do what they want to do, really, right? Mm. It's also it's just it's just about kind of balancing that kind of balancing that um, finding that balance between okay, I'm not. Um, you can't be enamored with, you know, everything that people think. Right, right. But at the same time, you know, as Christians, we're you know we're ambassadors of Christ, um, and we're you know we're we're associated with that. You know, th- our lifestyles are how we kind of conduct ourselves. 
in terms of our, our, our demeanor can reflect either negatively or poorly, sorry, negatively or positively on that, right? So right, right. ultimately, like people are going to dislike, the world is going to dislike Christians because of our values, mm. ultimately, regardless of what we do. But adding fuel to the fire by like doing stuff that makes us look like either like hypocrites or, and I don't mean hip, because there's certain things where the world doesn't understand certain things. Right. Right, So, you know, I remember I had a, I had somebody tell me back in the day that he didn't know, like when I was working at Foot Locker, one of my colleagues was like, oh, he didn't know that Christians wear sneakers. Right. So you understand what I'm saying? I'm I'm not going to stop wearing sneakers. Right. Because that is just a misunderstanding. Like that doesn't, that doesn't even make sense. Right. But if I'm going around, yeah, like it, it it doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Right. That's just a misunderstanding that has you know, nothing to do with anything, but, um, so I'm not going to say, oh, well, you know, I shouldn't wear sneakers. Right. But on the flip side, if, you know, somebody's going around and they are, you know, um, you know, swearing a lot or, Mm. um, they're, um, they're, um, (sighs) um, you know, constantly like they're going out and they're just, you know, getting drunk and, you know, um, um, you know, (sighs) engage in certain conversations posting yeah engage yeah and just engage like kind of you know just being like kind of super crude and you mm-hmm. know um or even even something simple like you know they're just super rude and nasty in terms of their their personality yeah the right? way they talk to people yeah. that doesn't mean in themselves that they're not a christian per se mm-hmm. because like they can be just at um you know a point in their walk where they're being refined or like you know they might be you know working through something or whatnot but at the same time, though that doesn't, those things don't reflect well, mm-hmm. right? And because they're kind of, they're kind of that demeanor, that behavior, how you're presenting yourself, it like kind of gives people like the grounds to reproach you, essentially. Right, right, right. So makes sense. Um, yeah. So I think it's if it, I think it's if it's something that's arbitrary, like you know, <laughs> again, like wearing sneakers or whatever, that's different. But like when it comes to things where you know your character i think i think it wears i think it's if it's things where your character can be called into question Mm. then as christians we have to be kind of careful about that not to say that we're perfect but at the same time like we should be also trying to live above reproach in terms of how you know our character how we treat people stuff like that right okay Um, i get that but even if go ahead go ahead no no go 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 I was going to say, even if Mike Todd said that women in general shouldn't be doing it, like, okay, I understand that that would still, that would catch more backlash because then he's talking not only about Christian women, but women in the world. Right. And at the end of the day, we can't expect people who don't have the same value system as us to live by the same standards. Mm. But, you know, at the same time, he... He um so you know what like it, it, that doesn't mean he's wrong though, right? Mm. It doesn't necessarily mean he's wrong for saying that, right? Depending Do on you the think he's not he's wrong presenting. because of the position that he holds, or do you think he's not wrong for saying that publicly? Okay, do you think he's not wrong for saying that publicly because of the position that he holds, or? do you think he's in his right to saying that just because he's just a Christian man? Because I was listening to um, 
uh, Kev on stage podcast mm-hmm. today, and he was talking mm-hmm. about the same thing, the same silhouette challenge. And he was just, and his approach was basically, well, it's not, it's not my job to police women, police women and their body. Like they could do whatever they want. So, but they're both now they can, now they could be at different walks in different stages in their Christian walk, but they're both Christian and they're both public figures. But one has a, one has a, a different approach from the other, right? One is like, nah, you shouldn't do it. The other one is like, it's not my place to tell women what to do with their bodies. Like, like that's not my, that's not my place, you know? And I, and I would, and I would never do it. So that's what I'm wondering, like, is it because of Mike Todd's position as a pastor? Cause he's leading people. Why is he's quote unquote right or not wrong for saying it? Or is it just because he's a Christian? Um, I don't, I think, I think it depends. I, I think it's based on the reasoning. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, the fact that he's a Christian isn't necessarily, that would be an influencing factor in, in regards to why he would say that um, Christian women shouldn't do it. But I'm sure there are non-Christian men who would say that women you know, might not, you shouldn't do that in general. Like, Mm. I guarantee you if the average father out there found his teenage daughter posting a video like that, he would be cheesed. Why would he be cheesed, right? Because if if he finds his teenage daughter doing like, you know, one of the other stupid challenges like that, you know, that isn't super sexual. Now, obviously we can, we can unpack that and say that has to do with like the sexualization of women and it kind of stirs kind of can be tied back to the policing of bodies but ultimately i think uh which is another discussion and and and, you know in a certain regard in terms of unpacking it the history of it and whatnot there are some valid points to be made there but um i think when it comes to the kev on stage what he said what he said was safe right like Mm. what he said was it was safe it was like it was a safe answer it was a safe answer right Mm. because you know that's 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 the safe answer um and he's he's right in the sense of it's not his place to 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 tell anybody what to do you know to police anybody's body right but mm. i think there's a difference between policing and and stating an opinion mm. right um policing i think policing the word policing gets used out of context right mm. if you think about policing what do police do right they enforce things Right, 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 right. So they not only they not only say that this is what needs to be done, they enforce things. Right. The government says you should drink eight to ten glasses of water a day. They're telling you what to do with your body, right? They're saying you should do this. Or they're saying that you shouldn't smoke. Mm-hmm. Right. The government doesn't come and arrest you when you smoke, right? I mean, they have restrictions in regards to you smoking in certain areas, but if you choose that you want to smoke. Or if you choose that, you know, you want to eat McDonald's every day, nobody's going to come and arrest you. They're not policing your body. But at the same time, based on their expertise or based on their understanding of the issue or the topic, they're also entitled to speak on it from a place of expertise. So I'd say that, hey, you know, you shouldn't be eating McDonald's, you know, for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. right? Right. And I think when it comes to sexuality, it's a lot more nuanced in the sense of you know there's been a lot of you know um 
of issues um, in terms of like, you know, the oppression of women and different stuff like that. And, and so it's, it's a lot more intricate, but I think ultimately for those speaking from a Christian perspective, ultimately we believe based on our faith that God created sex. So when we speak on sex and sexuality and whatnot, we're speaking it for, on it from that perspective in terms of the one who created it knows like kind of the, the ideal approach for mm. how to um, navigate and interface with it, right? So Pastor Todd is essentially speaking from his perspective and he's speaking, and if even if he said it for women in general, he's speaking from a place where I don't think he's trying to police women. Obviously, he understands that women can do what they want to do, but it's almost like, it's almost like kind of like um, a more refined version, not a refined, it's not one for one, but think about when, when um, Steve Harvey, right? wrote his book and he said, you know, women shouldn't um, have sex within the first 90 days. I don't agree with that. That's not, that's not like, in terms of like, that's not, you know, I'm not even, you know, kind of espousing that as, you know, my value system, but I'm saying that he made a suggestion based on what he believes to be true. Right. If a woman decides she wants to have sex with a guy on the first date, that's her prerogative. But he's saying based on my expertise, based on what I know to be true about men, this is mm-hmm. what you should do, right? So I think Pastor Todd is saying, based on what I know about sex, based on what I know about how God designed it, based on what I know about you how know, men think, how men, how men think, and how they perceive, and how they like they they perceive value in a woman, and how how you know um, also in terms of how women have been sexualized in general, and you know how oftentimes a woman is viewed by her sexuality first, and all these different things. If that's the perspective he's coming from, then he has the right to state that is that opinion. And I don't think he's necessarily wrong because he most likely had a valid reason for why he said that. So um, mm. I, actually, I don't think he's wrong at all. But um, at the same time, people are entitled to disagree with him. I just think that people who disagree in this sense need to be maybe a bit more. Actually, you know what? They don't need to be anything. They're entitled to. They're entitled to disagree. I just think that the word policing gets thrown around. It's thrown around. That's interesting. I mean, I, 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 I agree. I just thought it was just an interesting, you know, conversation that was happening around, you know, this whole silhouette challenge, and you know, this whole with Chloe. Chloe, Haley, Chloe, Chloe of Chloe of Chloe and Haley. You know those sisters? Yeah, the two ones that sing. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. like there was like a whole bunch of conversation about her this week, about how she is, you know, leaning, I guess, leaning into her sexuality too much. And people were just getting mad at her for that and all this different stuff. So like there was a list a lot of conversation. So about that but i just i just i just thought it was interesting with these new challenges like the mm-hmm. the way that they're just and i use the word liberated like mm-hmm. i feel like these challenges are getting more and more liberated so I, it's like what are they going to do next kind of thing it's like it's it's almost like feels like they're you know, they're trying to see how far they can go without actually going as far as, as far as it, you know, that they're allowed to go. Um, yeah. But 
I mean, I mean, (laughs) ultimately, like, you know, people, people are going to do what I'm not against. I'm not, I'm not against the challenge, to be honest. Like I would do the challenge and send it (laughs) to like my man. So, but there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that though. Wait, I wouldn't your, do it wait, publicly. Like, like, I just like wouldn't put it publicly, I don't think. Like your husband? Or even my boyfriend. Uh, I don't know about all that. Or my, still. even my fiance. I, I don't know. I don't know about all that still. I don't know about all that still. I mean to you, you know, nah, nah. I don't know about all that still. Nah. I would probably. I don't know if I can't say for definitely, but honestly, nah. I would probably. Nah, nah. I mean <laughs> you can if you want, but I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, before it, he shows up at your door. <laughs> okay, so then he shows up. That's great. What, what wow. is he gonna do? Wow. What is he gonna do? I mean, nothing. I mean, because you know, nothing, nothing can can do. It takes two to tango. But I mean, you never know. You never, you never know how how uh, how 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 you might feel when he uh, when he shows up. So I don't know, man. But. Honestly, like I was out, like boyfriend, fiance aside. I mean, you know, if 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 in in the in the husband wife context, for instance, I don't think that like the, I don't think it's bad in itself in terms of you know a wife sending it to her husband or whatever. Like that's calm, but I just think in terms of just all the aspects that come together to make the challenge, like the public aspect of it, you know, on all that. Like, but again, to each their own in a sense, because. Yeah. To each their own. That was a long intro. <laughs> that was a long intro, but uh, that was a long know. intro. Honestly, though, I wanted to. I wanted to say, um, yeah, that was on my heart. But I wanted to say, you know, rest in peace to the legend, the icon, Miss Cicely Tyson. Um, she Legends. she is a. She's been she's she's been around for a minute. She's been around for, real, bro. for a long time. Honestly, though, I have only really became aware of her um, from Tyler Perry, though. Yep. Yes, I was about to say that. Yeah, that's facts. That's, that's only when I became aware of her that's from facts. you know um, Medea's family reunion, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That's when Cicely Tyson came on the map to, for me. But I was looking at her filmography, and she's been she's been around. She's been in movies. She's she's been she's been. But I feel like T- Tyler Perry kind of like almost revived her mm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have a favorite Cicely Tyson like moment? Um, I think the, like the most prominent one that comes to mind is which movie was, which, which, uh, which Tyler Perry movie was it? It was the one where, uh, they have the fam- Medea's family reunion. I think Medea's family reunion. Yeah. Medea's big family reunion or, or. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, that was the one that's uh, probably the most notable Cicely Tyson movie for me. And then there's also, oh, also, um, in, um, in, uh, what's that movie called? Ah. Uh, the Are one that came one? out recently, uh, Tyler Perry's Fall from Grace. Oh, yes. The Fall from Grace. Yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yes, she yes. Was, she was in that as well. Um, yeah. I think that's the most recent thing I saw with her. But the most notable Is that the one last was thing she was in? Maybe. I can't, Maybe. I can't remember if that was... Because I feel like all her most recent work has all been, like, Tyler Perry stuff. Like, her, yeah, her last... Probably. 
bit of work. But she had a good life. She passed away. She was 96. Like, she lived a full life. I would definitely say she lived a full life. And I feel like people gave her her flowers when she was alive. So mm-hmm. that's always mm-hmm. good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and she definitely left her mark. She definitely left her impact. So Thanks. rest in peace to Miss Cicely Tyson. And some other, like, interesting, like, news that came up. I don't know if you heard about this whole Tiny and T.I. debacle that's been going on. (laughs) Have you been hearing about it? Uh, I heard about it in the group chat still. I I tried to, I I read a little bit of the article, like maybe like the first paragraph or something, but. It's, it's bruh. It's basically bruh. I hope it's not true, but apparently like 19 girls came out saying that they were like abused or something sexually assaulted by tiny nti but you can't you can't you can't you can't put anything past can't put anything past um you know i want to say celebrities but i'm i mean people in general but i think i think you know the celebrity world in general like you know um <laughs> some 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 wild things have have occurred you know um so yeah, hopefully it's not true because that would be that would be crazy. Um, but right? at the same time, I mean, hey, look at look at R. Kelly, right? I mean, not to say that anybody really was surprised with R. Kelly, but mm-hmm. again, super. But it just popular seems like this one just came out name. of nowhere. That's what yeah. it feels like. That's the thing with these with these things, though, and it's. I think the first thing for me when I uh, when I look at when I see these these things, I just look at the source. In terms of okay, what what website am I reading this on right now? Right, is it right, a gossip? Right. Is it a gossip website? Because if it's a gossip website, then literally <laughs> either the, the writer doesn't really have to cite their sources or check their verified facts. They could have just, just their, their cousin could have texted them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you all you all know. I said, hey girl, you guess know, what I heard? Tiny and Tia, you know. But um. So that's one thing. So I take why it does it have to be the hey girl? Do you know men chat more than women sometimes? Yo, Abra, Abra, you heard what? <laughs> Abra, you know are. men chat more than women, like more. I don't. Know, it's debatable. Still, it's debatable. What? It's debatable. Men can talk. Maybe let's let, let's let's say as much because men men do talk. Men do talk. Let's, men let's say chat as much. A lot. Let's say as much. I don't know if I'll say more than women. I'll say let's say let's say even. Let's let's call it let's call it let's call it let's call it even on this one. I feel like sometimes it could be more. Sometimes it depends on the topic, though. Men can chat. I don't know where this whole myth came from that only women chat. Men can chat. Now, men men can definitely chat. Still. Especially, especially speak men. Speak, speaking of men chatting, Kim. You remember when Kim K Bruh. got robbed? Bruh. Hoo-hoo. I read that article. Still, I read the article. I actually finished that one. <laughs> I finished that one. I, yo, I what are your thoughts? What are your yo, thoughts? Exceedingly stupid. Exceedingly. Okay, sorry. Exceedingly. Let them. Sorry, I didn't explain. Let them know what is what it what what it was. All right. So basically, y'all remember when uh, Kim K um, got robbed a few years ago? I think it was in Paris. Yeah. And um, allegedly, according to this article, one of the uh, the suspects who is currently aren't they currently in prison right now or something? Currently yeah, in jail, awaiting trial. Awaiting trial. He is writing a book about how he did it, and 
just detailing the experience and <laughs> what happened and that night and all that stuff. And I was just reading through. I was like, bro, this is this is exceedingly dumb. Like at least at least wait until you're exonerated or something. Like or right. wait until like you've you've done your time and then you've you completed probation and the statute of limitations is passed or something like that. And right. you know, why do it when you're on trial? Imagine man reading from their book, the jury reading from their book, like <laughs> the guy, the guy, like beside it being like, like, okay, but is it really that that stupid? Because if you think about it from a capitalist standpoint, capitalist standpoint, the man's gonna make money because people are gonna want to buy that book. You know what? You're right. The only okay, the only way it's not stupid is if he knows without a shadow of a, of a doubt that he's going to the going to jail. Right. Like, if he knows that there's no hope for him, for him pleading not guilty, and he knows that he's going to the bin, then, like, this might be his way of setting up a nest egg so that when he comes out, he has right. bands. He has bands, or, like, maybe it's a way for him to take care of his family if he has family to take care of. Yeah, yeah. Because, yo, honestly, I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's probably going to get made into a movie. Oh, 100 well, if he's smart, if he's smart, but because he, he doesn't seem like he's that smart, he doesn't seem like he's that smart. But if he's smart, he would set it up properly where he can get the rights or whatever, whatever, yeah. to get it made into a film. Yeah. But I don't know if he he thought that far ahead. I really oh, want to no. know what was going through his mind to be like, "Yo, I'm still on trial for this thing, but let me just make, let me just write a book." This reminded me of OJ. But OJ was off a trial, no? OJ was off a trial, though. So that's why that's why this is even worse. But it reminded me of OJ, like, writing that book after he got off trial. But What was his book called? If He Did It or If I Did if, It? If, if I Did It or something like that, yeah. Something like, like that. <laughs> the audacity. Ooh, these these the men. Audacity. The audacity still. I mean, and, like, I don't know if Kim could even have, like, any type of legal repercussions for it like can she sue um i don't know if she can sue to be honest i mean yeah i don't know if she can sue i think um i think yeah i don't know if she can sue to be honest i think if he used like her likeness on like the book cover or whatever she could or if they did a movie on it she might be able to like take some legal framework but like technically is he could call it like an auto an autobiography yeah because it's his story because it's his story right she just happened to be in it a part of his story yo that was wild i remember that i remember that night when she when she got robbed and it was a whole big debacle and like kanye had to like i think kanye was like in new york or something or wherever and he like stopped his show i think he was in the middle of a show something and he like flew to Par- like i remember that like it was a movie apparently they stole like 10 million dollars in jewelry and stuff like, bro that's wild. that's wild man it was a that's movie wild. and that's scary yeah that's that wild. Like, I, so scary that's, yeah that's super wild man that's super nope. wild i mean thank god she's <laughs> She lived to tell the tale. Facts. And hopefully apparently now up. this man will be. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully she, uh, you know what? On Like, honestly, banter aside, because I think sometimes we forget that like celebrities are human. Yeah. So on, on the flip side, like I'm wondering like if this book 
gets published and it does really well, for instance, how that would, how she would feel about that, not even from a legal side, but more so like in the fact that like the trauma side, like, Mm. like, cause like, yo, they put a gun in her face and stuff like that. Like I can only imagine how traumatic that was for her and like to have to relive that. I don't know, but yeah, man. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. She might, I don't know if that, if that gives her grounds to sue, like for, stress or what do they people normally sue for mental anguish or whatever yeah, people normally like that, yeah. sue for it's and crazy, this man. and their money is long like i don't think yeah. this man has his money is long enough to go up against the kardashians but yeah, good luck man. to him good uh, no i don't i don't even wish him luck still i don't wish him luck with that i mean I luck with that still i mean like good luck in his life i mean yeah like, well, hopefully you know hopefully he has um Hopefully, you know, he uh he uh becomes a, a changed man. Oh, we'll see about that. He's he's looking for coins. That's what he's looking to get coins. And you know what? People will buy that book. Let me tell you, people will definitely Oh for sure, buy that book. for sure, for sure. People will definitely buy that book. So people will definitely buy that book. Well, on the more Canadian side though, there was also other crazy stuff that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, more to do with the government and like Mad. all these restrictions and bans Mad. that they put in place. Like Trudeau this Sunday, he banned, first of all, what I don't understand is he banned all flights to sun countries. <clears throat> Why specifically just sun countries? What do you mean sun countries? I'm assuming like warm countries, like tropical oh. countries. Oh, we, we know why. We know why. why. Nobody's trying to go to Alaska at this time of year. People nobody, travel to Europe. Mm, I mean, they're, they're, they're tra- if they're going to Europe, they're going to sun countries. People nobody's leaving. No, nobody's leaving. Nobody's leaving. Well, I don't want to say nobody, but more times people are not going to leave Canada to go to like Russia in the winter. Or like, or or go to like even like Sweden or something like that in the winter time. Like I would. What in the winter? I don't know. Yeah, I want to see the Alps. Perhaps, but generally speaking, I think you know. Obviously, there's people that take winter vacations. Don't get me wrong, because you know people go to Blue Mountain, for instance. But I think maybe it's a situation where he couldn't ban flights to all countries, so he's just trying to curb the um, likelihood of people going out of the country for uh, vacations. I, I, do you think it's too little too late? Um, you know, honestly, I think, I think at a certain point, the government just started throwing things at the wall and hoping something sticks. Um, because I, I really don't, like, I think they're just like, really just trying to just, figure things out as they as they go along to be honest i don't know if they necessarily have a plan outside of the vaccine and that's what was frustrating a lot of people because yeah i get it granted we have to give some kind of grace because none of these people ever lived through a pandemic or ever led through a pandemic so they they don't know what to do type of thing but like mm-hmm. at the same time it, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like like they keep pushing this. I don't know. Honestly, like, I just feel, and I've said it before, 
I just feel like like holistically, because that was another thing. The government apparently is investing $64 million to fight misinformation against the vaccine. But before I go to the vaccine, when I see them make decisions like um, those that are coming back, that are traveling back from Canada have to, have to, they're saying people have to quarantine in a hotel and they have to pay for it out of their own pocket. To me, that I feel like is kind of taking it a bit too far. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fairly unreasonable, to be honest. Do you know how long it, do you know how much it costs to stay in a hotel for two weeks? Yeah, they're saying it could be like $2,000. Bruh, no, nah, that's very unreasonable still. Why can't they just come home? Their house. That's what I'm saying. Why do they have to stay in a hotel? I feel like there's like so many like layers to that. That is so wrong. That one feels punitive, to be honest. Like it feels more punitive than actually, um, than actually for like kind of um, them taking precautions. Like I feel like very punitive. It feels like the underlying, like the undertone of that is y'all shouldn't have been traveling. So this is what you get when you right. come back. But I don't know. It if feels very yeah. punitive because one, when what's happening is when people get to the airport, mm-hmm. they're not allowed to leave. They have to get escorted to the hotels. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I saw a video of one woman out in Calgary. She was trying to pick up her son from the airport. And they wouldn't let her pick up her son. They told, they're like, oh, her, they wouldn't let her pick up her son. They wouldn't let her talk to her son. They wouldn't let her know where, where they were taking her son. They're just like, oh, he has to go quarant- to the quarantine facility. They wouldn't tell her where the quarantine facility was. They wouldn't tell her where her son was. And the son couldn't contact her. So, like, it's, it's almost like, bro, are we kidnapping people now from the hotel? That's what it yeah, feels that's defi- like. Yeah, that's definitely, that's, definitely, that's definitely a bit much, to be honest. Not a bit much. That's actually quite much. Because, I mean, bro, it's not a, it's not a, a prison camp, you know? Like, wh- wh- like, at the very least, okay, I understand if they're saying that they can't go home straight. Like, I don't understand that. But even if they said that they can't go straight home, I don't think it's reasonable to not allow any contact in terms of, you know, digitally with um, with their family or at least tell them, like, where the facility is. I don't know. But, yes, this, that's, that's, that's definitely a bit much. Um, you know, what term is, what term is uh, Justin Trudeau in? I is feel like, like elections is it, coming up this year. But is this his first term? No, like, or second is, term. Is this his second term? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was second. Because I was yeah, going to say, like, term. this could... Like this kind of stuff could affect people's perception in terms of like kind of of course again, but of course, and then also it makes me also wonder again, what kind of deals were you making with these hotel owners? Because it's select hotels; it's not even like people can choose what hotel they want to go. Yo, that's an interesting one, actually. You know what I'm saying? That is so now you're telling me I have to go to certain hotels and I have to pay out of my own pocket. So That's obviously the these one. hotels are getting money. So what kind of deals did the government make with these hotel and hotel owners to be like, oh, people are going to come quarantine at, at... That's guaranteed business. You know what I'm saying? That's an that's a, that's a angle still. That's an interesting angle. That's an interesting angle. Hmm. 
very interesting because you know these you know these these uh these corporations be lobbying and all right. that you know so um and and bidding and whatnot so for for um for for contracts and stuff but yeah i i don't know i don't know uh we'll see we'll see we'll see how it uh how it uh works out um by the grace of god but it's definitely definitely wild and then another thing that also kind of like bother bothers me about that whole the whole hotel quarantining thing is i don't know how well they're cleaning these hotels i know how well i clean my house Mm -hmm. i know how well i clean my surfaces i know how well i change my bed sheets i know how well i do all that in my house I can't guarantee that these hotel um, maintenance or I don't know what they're called, room service people are really doing their proper due diligence to clean my hotel room properly. And there's been studies that show that some of the most nastiest places are hotel rooms Hmm. because let's get real. Hmm. You have hundreds upon thousands of people Hmm. coming to sleep in one bed Hmm. at a time and it's not like they're it's not like they're cleaning the mattress you know they're just changing sheets mad you know what i'm saying it's not like they're and it's not even and i just wonder how often they actually even clean the actual pillow pillow versus just changing the pillow sheet mad how do they do they do deep cleaning of the carpets you're making me me not want to stay at a hotel of the walls of the bedboard do they wipe like all those stuff (sighs) do you know what I'm saying and it's hundreds of people from all different walks of life coming from all different parts of the world staying in the hotel room yeah man honestly I think we I think we both agree that like it doesn't make sense like bro just send the people to their crib bro right (laughs) like yo it's reasonable to say okay yo you gotta quarantine for 14 days when you come back, but just let them do it at their crib. Like, what's 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 the what's the issue? Unless they, unless unless the the um, reasoning is that they want to be able to monitor people and make sure they're not going out within the fourteen days. But of course, that's that's the reason yeah, they want to monitor people. That's probably why. But bruh, they want to you know monitor what, people. But then, what happens if you run into a situation where somebody says they don't have the money to pay? That's exactly what I'm saying, right? Because not everybody, you're assuming everybody has the same, you know, financial financial um, situation in terms of being able to pay for that, which is not the case, right? But, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. that that The whole situation has been crazy to me. I'm, and I've been hearing other stories of, like, police going door to door, ticketing people, Apparently there was a small town in Ontario where police were going door to door ticketing um, people um, for attending apparently a church service. I mean, I don't know. I hear that they're doing, they, they, um, they announced on Friday that they're sending out more security contractors to do door to door knocking on those that are supposed to be quarantined. Uh-huh. They're actually going to people's houses and checking up on, on them to make sure they're quarantining. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you ask well, me, it's looking a little bit martial law-ish. Yeah, that definitely sounds very uh, very martially. 
it's, it's becoming a little bit martially. Ask say, me. Sounds, sounds quite martially still. That's, that's it's quite like martially. they're easing it in little by little by little. Yeah. And people are not clocking. I feel like people are not clocking. Yeah. No, nah, people real. need to clock. For real, man, it's uh, it's uh, it's wild. It's wild. But um, I know I'm I'm like from what I've seen though, you know, for instance, there has been pushback from certain organizations, like that one that was talking about uh, suing the government. Um so um I think I don't think I don't think you know I don't think it's going unnoticed in terms of you know the the excessive measures, mm. but yeah, it's, it's it is wild though. I know y'all, we got skin to just need to pray but not just pray i think you people need to stay woke and just pay attention to what's stay happening okay guys creeping. pay attention to what's happening around you i feel like little by little they're implementing things okay that's all i'm gonna say on this topic hmm. now one other thing i want to talk about our good friend our dear friend Plies. Man like <laughs> man, man like Plies. Man like uh, man like Plies. You know, when I think of Plies, I think of like like pliers. But anyway, <laughs> continue. <laughs> I don't know how he got that name, by the way. Oh no, still. It's a very interesting name. Reminds me of the word plies. 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 Oh, what the hell is a plies? But anyway. Man like man like plies um tweeted out the other day um he wrote dear black business owners stop wanting me to spend my money with you and shop with you just because you black make me want to spend money with you because you got a good product good customer service and a good price point because if that's bad i don't want it no matter what color you is <laughs> okay hmm. first of all hmm. english okay I like <laughs> Um, and apparently he was getting like um, a lot of, you know, a lot of negative feedback. There was some, there was. Was, obviously there was some people that were agreeing, but there was also a lot of negative feedback. Of course. What were your initial thoughts? Because when I sent you this, this tweet, you're like, yeah, we got to talk about it. I'm like, yeah, we have to talk about it. What were your initial thoughts when you saw this? I agree with an asterisk. Okay. I agree with an asterisk. Um, the reason I agree is because he's right. To be honest, that's just that's just what it is. But the asterisk is, I think he left out some things, right? Because mm. what he was saying is, um, if if it's not um, a good product, good 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 customer service, um, and good quality, did he say? Yeah, good price point. Good price point. Um, he's not going to to um to he doesn't want it. What I would add to that is um I would put and or, right? I'll put and or and then I would also put um convenient. The reason I say that is there's certain places that we buy from that the customer service is nothing to write home about, but <laughs> it's just convenient, right? Mm. Think dollar. Are you talking about like non-black businesses? I'm talking about non-black businesses, right? 
think about Dollarama. Like we go to K. Okay, so every place that we shop, typically speaking, we're shopping there because for a reason, because they have some type of value. Right, right. That they present, right? So for instance, a place like Dollarama, their their value proposition is is a price point, mm-hmm. right? Some, somewhat convenience as well in the sense of they're located in a lot of places, but primarily they're called Dollarama because everything is price pretty much point. a dollar, yeah, yeah. right? Somewhere, not somewhere anymore. Like, <laughs> not <people>. anymore. <laughs> right? People. Bad. Um, somewhere like Apple, the Apple store, Apple store is very expensive in terms of like, I mean, not, I won't say very expensive, but like they're typically. No, they're very the, expensive. They're very expensive. The truth <laughs> the, is shame the devil. <laughs> the pro- <laughs> but I, I, I see that in the sense of the products that they sell are usually at the higher end of their category price wise. Right. Mm-hmm. But what Apple sells is quality, the experience. Right. They're like the ecosystem, the brand. You right, know, the, right. The services that come with it, right? So right. they're more so selling quality and experience, right? And the brand um, name, right? Brand brand name and also customer service because that's something that they pride themselves on in terms of right. you know customer service. And so, they got great customer service. I can't they, lie. Right. So so wherever we buy, we're buying from from them for some reason. Then you have a place like you know your local convenience store. You're going to your local convenience store because it's convenient. It's probably going to be more expensive to buy there than from Dollarama, but it's closer than Dollarama, so it's convenient. Mm-hmm. I think That's why it's called a convenience store. Exactly. So I think I think what Plies is saying essentially is, you know, your value proposition can't be the fact that you're black. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like your value well, proposition, not? because like what, like why? Why well, would why, why would because honestly, like because a it, lot. It, it, sorry, it, finish it, your point. No, I mean, okay, sorry. Let me not. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me go back. Let me backtrack. Your value proposition can be that you're black. It can mm-hmm. be. Your value proposition can be whatever you want, right? Because mm-hmm. people, people, there's people who will buy from you because it's black. Mm-hmm. So yes, I I, 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 let me correct myself. Your value proposition can be. Mm-hmm. However, it is a weak value proposition. And I say that it is a weak prop value proposition because ultimately, when it comes to competing, ultimately, ultimately, when it comes to competitive edge, being black is not necessarily a competitive edge. You're competing on things like price, convenience, um, quality of product, customer service, and the experience surrounding the product. Right. Being black is you're kind of you're you're more so if 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 all if the only thing about, about your product is the fact that it's black owned and you can't compete on any of those other factors at all like your customer service sucks or you know it's, it's just nothing to write home about you're expensive it's difficult to buy your product right um and the product quality isn't that great and the, but the only thing is that it's black like there will be people who will buy from you maybe out of a sense of loyalty, but do you really want people to buy from you because they just feel obligated to because of the fact that they share the same kind of community as you? Or do you want them buying from you because of um, they've actually value the product or they value what you're presenting, right? Because that's how you develop customer loyalty. That's how you're able to compete and get competitive edge against competitors. Because at the end of the day, there's 
a hundred people selling, you know, there's, there's many people that sell bread, right? But when we think of bread, we think of what we think of, we think of Dempsters, we think because these are the, the companies that have positioned themselves to be either tasty, i.e. quality, cheap. But I feel, as it, I, f- I feel like, I feel like it's only, and again, I, I could just be speaking because it's really, I, I'm in these circles and these, in these communities but I feel like it's only really black people that have that say like oh I shouldn't have to support you just because you're black I feel like other communities they will support their own just because they're their own regardless if like the quality is not that great regardless if the convenience is not that great whatever whatever just because they want to keep the money within their community they will support their community. And I feel like with black people, with the various black communities, I don't want to say black people because that's too broad. I feel like within the various black communities, um, it's always like, oh no, like the standard has to, like, I feel like, they're too hard on themselves sometimes. And I feel like sometimes they hold their own to such an unrealistic standard that they do not hold other, other um, businesses to. You know what I'm saying? Like I said before, I feel like, and you know, Carlos and I, we kind of spoke about this on a previous episode, but I feel like people will continue to go to an Asian restaurant, even if, you know, the customer is so bad and they, they, they're speaking in their language in front of your face and not really acknowledging you, you will still go there. Like, why? Okay, maybe to your point, because maybe they still go there because the food is good or whatever, the price point is good. But I feel like you go you would not want to go back and support a Jamaican restaurant for example the food is good but because maybe the woman in the counter kissed her teeth or rolled her eyes or said one two thing at you now all of a sudden you're upset and you don't want to go back and support like what I don't understand that well I think there's a couple of things at play I mean first of all um you're right in terms of well, I think you're right in terms of the uh, the like the Chinese restaurant. Like more times, people are you know buying from those places, um, even if the customer service isn't that great. Um, if the if the um, if it's convenient, so it's like it's nearby, and it's like the only Chinese restaurant nearby, and they just need a ting, or if the food is really good. Um, or if like they just need something cheap and they're feeling for Chinese food and it's, that's just what's available. So more time is going to be one of those. Um, however, as, a, as an aside, I've been noticing that like, you know, even in those kind of situations, you know, for instance, I remember I was at Mandarin a while ago and I've been going to Mandarin for years. And then like maybe like a year ago or so, I went to Mandarin, was it a year? Maybe a year, oh yeah, maybe a year ago or two years ago, I went to Mandarin and I was like, bruh, y'all really stepped up your customer service, boy. Like, <laughs> like they were doing the most. And I was like, oh, well, clearly, you know, it's, it's something that they understand that, you know, there's there's a bunch of different restaurants out here. 
They're not the only buffet place. Let's ramp up the customer experience so that it creates a point of differentiation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of the Jamaican restaurant with good food and, you know, bad customer service, I mean, I personally speaking for me, like if, if I want Jamaican food and this place is available, the food is good and I'm feeling like I want to eat Jamaican food, I'm not going to, I'm most likely not going to not eat. Like not going to, I mean, how do I say this? I'm most You're likely still going to go there. Yeah, I'm still going to go there and get the food. The only way I wouldn't really go there is if there was actually like an incident where, you know, like the, an actual incident occurred. If, if it's just, I mean, it's, it's a running joke that mm. Jamaican restaurants have bad customer service mm-hmm. and we still all go there, right? So I think what I'm trying to say is I, I hear what you're saying in regards to other communities. I mean, I think one thing that we make the mistake of doing as Black people is comparing ourselves to communities that are not cent- centered around race, right? It's, it's completely different to kind of um, look for a sense of unity or expect a sense of unity when the unifying factor is race, which is a broader kind of uh, umbrella than than something like nationality, right? It's very... For, for Plies, for example, because mm-hmm. um, he's speaking from the African-American experience. Mm-hmm. So that in itself is a culture of, on onto itself. And that's facts, yeah, yeah. So I think it's valid for him to to say that and ha- and say black because he's he's speaking in the African or the Black American mm-hmm. sense, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe us, it might be a bit different because we have so many different various Black communities here mm-hmm. in in Canada. I mean, they, obviously they have that there too in America, but I feel like he's more speaking to just like African Americans. You know what I think? I think, and I and I agree with that. You know, what I'm saying because in the states when black gets used, it's often in reference to you know African Americans, African American culture, um, or black American. I think that's the preferred term. But um, that I think he's still. I think what he's alluding to, and he didn't he didn't necessarily articulate it the best. But I think what he's alluding to is a sense of entitlement that some mm. people that some people have. Um, as black business owners. And I think mm-hmm. as black business owners, like what black business owners need to realize is they are not entitled to black dollars at the end of the day. Like they're not, they're not, it is not their birthright to receive patronage um, from black people, right? Mm-hmm. If black people choose to support them because they are black owned, that's great. That's fantastic. You know, that's, that's, that's really, that's optimal. But at the end of the day, they cannot, just sit back and say, hey, because I say that I'm a Black-owned business, Black people automatically, I can automatically expect that Black people will buy from me and continue buying from me. And then I can rest on my laurels and I don't have to put any effort into, you know, um, improving other areas. And, you know, one thing I know that's come up just to kind of, kind of, you know, look at both sides of the coin, people say, well, a lot of Black businesses don't have access to the same resources. So that's why maybe they sell for more expensive prices um, or they're not as convenient to, um, to, to buy. And that I definitely can understand that. I think as a business owner, depending on what the product or service is, if you're not able to compete on price, 
or um, if you're not able to compete on price or um, or convenience um, or even quality at the time being, just based on a lack of resources or a limited um, amount of access, access to certain things, I think what you can try and do is compete on customer service, mm. right? You know, so like if you can't compete on those other things, at least, you know, try and make the customer experience, you know, optimal, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the degree you can. Right. But I think in, I think in a situation where, you know, there's just a entitled attitude towards customers as if you're doing customers a favor, kind of mm-hmm. right when they come and buy it from you and, and, and whatnot, which is reflective of just a, a, like maybe some some of them, um, as is the case with non-black businesses as well. I think that's what Plaza is alluding to in, in the fact that, like, OK, what 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 value do you bring in your product or your service? outside of the fact that it's black owned. Why, why else should I buy from you? Because ultimately like there's going to come a time where there's going to be another more convenient or better priced or better located product. So in that moment, why, why, like, why should I continue to buy your product? Is it just out of a sense of loyalty or, or, or yeah, like that's, that's kind of my take on it. And I 100% agree with that. I don't disagree. I just also think on top of that, um, that black people need to be a bit more gracious when they're dealing with um, black-owned businesses. Um, I feel like, like I said before, I feel like a lot of the times we are very hard on on our own, um, whether it be within the African-American or the black American context, or whether it be in, you know, the Jamaican context, Nigerian context, whatever. I feel like a lot of of us are hard on our own. And I think we also need to realize that a lot of these business owners are, and I, you know, you know, I, I hate to compare, but sometimes you just have to compare it because a lot of times people will compare be like, well, this is why I'm not surprising a black owned business because this person does it better or this business does it better or whatever. But a lot of businesses, a lot of black owned businesses, they have to realize that these are like first generation business owners. Whereas in a lot of other communities, a lot of the times they have business um, businesses that have been passed down to them mm-hmm. from their parents Mm-hmm. Or they've at least seen their parents do some type of business. Mm-hmm. So they've been able to learn from mm-hmm. whether if it's a different, whether if they going to do business in a different industry, a lot of the times it's like stuff has been passed down, whether mm-hmm. it's business acumen or they're actually passing down a business mm-hmm. or they're passing down a skill set or whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of, that's what's more prominent in a lot of other um, communities Whereas in like various black communities, a lot of these black business owners are first generational business owners, mm-hmm. first generational millionaires, first time that they're, you know, breaking the cycle. So that's why I feel like there needs to be some grace. No, I agree. I agree. Like, but I, I just think, I just think ultimately, like, ultimately it comes down to understanding i guess consumer behavior right like black white you know um you know uh, 
you know, Chinese, you know, what, what like Indian, whatever community, um, you know, or group for, you know, the consumer belongs to ultimately what it really comes down to is consumers are looking for value in a certain sense. And that intersects with their sentiments towards the brand or the business that they're buying from. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some people, some people buy from Apple just because they prefer Apple, right? Not because they necessarily think the quality is, or not because they can actually quantify the quality being um, better than Samsung, for instance, but they just, they've been with Apple for so long, all their products are Apple. So they just feel a sense of customer loyalty, right? right? But at the same time, if Apple started, you know, their their customer service was was terrible, and they started, you know, kind of all their products started, you know, failing and and whatnot. There's still people that would give Apple a chance mm-hmm. in terms of, hey, you know, I've been with Apple for a while. Let me, let me, let me, let me give them a chance. Let me, let me see where this goes. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, like, if you can't provide value to the customer in a certain sense, in terms of the actual product and service, aside from, aside from who is at the helm of the company, right? Um, I think that that's where things can get a little bit dicey. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you though. Like great grace is, grace is needed. I think also one thing that came to mind is again, that sense of loyalty or community, right? If, if it's your friend, like just say your friend starts a business, even if the quality isn't that great or whatnot, you feel more inclined to be like, Hey, you know what? I need, I need a t-shirt. I could buy it on Amazon for $15 or I can buy it for $30 for my friend. Let me buy it for my friend. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me put some dollars in their pocket. I think because like I said, there's within the black community in general, it's more, it's a broader race is a broader umbrella. So there's less of a communal aspect than say, you know, the Chinese community or the Filipino community or whatnot, where it's national. Right, Um, right, right, right. There, there's, there's less, it, it, it might seem just less, less, um, less, there might be a less of an inclination, um, or less, less of a, of an understanding of that dollar circulating within the community, essentially. So I don't know if, if that makes sense, but that makes okay. sense. Yeah. And I mean, and that, I mean, this is a different topic. I mean, we could talk about this next year, but that's why, I mean, next year, next <laughs> week. That's why I low-key kind of like don't like Black History Month in the, in the Canadian context. Bruh. Because. You don't like Black History Month? I like Black History Month, but I don't like it at the same time. Why don't you like it? Because. Why are we only taking one month? Like, and I'm talking about non-black people. Why are you only taking one month to acknowledge the greatness of the various black contributions that there have been to to our society? Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't understand. Like, that just, just that should just be like a year-round thing. And and I'll, I hate when Black History Month keeps focusing on like slavery and like. Oh, what we've what we've gone through. Like, I hate it. I mean, mind you, a lot of them now more have kind of moved to a more progressive approach and what people are doing now, um, a days and all that stuff. But like, and then also back to like that point of like 
b- painting black as just like a broad, a mm-hmm. broad umbrella. So that when I was last year, I think it was last year when we did Black History Month. No, it wasn't last year. It was the year before last year when we did Black History Month at my work. I was like, bro, there's so many different aspects of Black history. Like, let's let's focus every week that we're doing this. Let's or yeah, let's focus on a different like region. Let's talk about Black history in the Caribbean. Let's talk about Black history in Africa. Let's talk about let's talk about black no black excellence i didn't say history black excellence in the caribbean in africa let's focus another week in black excellence in europe in asia you know what i'm saying there's so many various different black communities mm-hmm. and in canada we're fortunate enough to experience that so i just don't like it when like everything is painted under one broad brush and even all the initiatives that they're doing here in canada like the governmental initiatives or black initiatives Honestly, it's great and it's it's really good and I, I love it. But, you know, at the same time, it's just like, I feel like what the Caribbean community might need might be different than what, you know, people in Nigeria might need. Like, you know, a lot of the people in the Nigerian community, a lot of them deal with, you know, immigration and coming here and settling into Canada, at least from the ones that I know. That mm-hmm. like that's always a thing. Like nobody in Jamaica, nobody in my Jamaican community has to deal with that stuff. Like because mm-hmm. most of us, our parents were the ones that came here, not us ourselves. So we mm-hmm. don't really have to deal with that, that them mm-hmm. type of things, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like different needs, different wants within the various black communities. So it's just like, why are we, why are we always painting each other like as one broad brush type of thing? But yeah, I think that's one of, <laughs> I mean, that's all, that's a long, that's a whole long discussion, but I mean, in one sense, you know, people from the outside looking in view us as one monolithic entity but then that's exacerbated by the fact that a lot of people a lot of black people view you know the like the black diaspora as one monolithic ent- entity as well right mm-hmm. but um it, it is very diverse it's probably the most diverse um diaspora um on earth right it the is diverse people group on earth and but you know i i think sometimes also i think you know um, just with um, Black Americans being an, in the media capital of the world, their stories, not to say their stories are not valuable, of course, like their history and stuff is, is um, you know, as valuable and relevant and whatnot. But obviously they, they, get, they get the center stage essentially um, because they're in the media capital of the world and because of how conspicuous, you know, um, race relations have been in the States and whatnot. But um, so oftentimes like you know the experience of of the diaspora gets you know boiled down to the experience of black americans but mm-hmm. um you know honestly at the end of the day man like i was on a call today at work and it's actually it's actually one of my one of my coworkers said this but she's actually actually white but she was talking about how like you know how you know black history like is something that we should be celebrated year round but like obviously just using this um this time to I guess I guess focus on it she's mm. speaking more so I think more so from an ally perspective um in terms of just focusing on it having those you know gaining that comfort in regards to um speaking on topics surrounding you know the black experience and and whatnot so 
I think it's some people view it. I think some people view Black History Month as like pacification, like, yo, all right, y'all, we just gave you a month, like, mm-hmm. all right, now be quiet. I think other people increasingly who have an ally perspective um, are growing in their appreciation for the Black experience in general and then use Black History Month as a way to like kind of hone in on that and like kind of, you know, um, focus in on that more essentially or or like kind of kind of pay more homage to that mm-hmm. so yeah yeah man i i i hear that i hear that i mean maybe next week we can because you know next week will still be february it's our birthday month by the way yay, yay, yay. february gang birthday month gang gang february gang gang, gang. Uh, yeah, that's the best month to be born in not really but no, really. <laughs> I couldn't say it with my chest still. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yo, listen, man. It's uh, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, I'm glad I was born. <laughs> right. And so I'm I mean, you know, so born. so February, so February is a lit month by default. But um, yeah. Man. If you if you could pick another <laughs> month to be born in, what month would you pick? <sighs> yo, honestly, the month that comes to mind is like July, August. Mm. Actually, uh, it's mad human them times maybe maybe like a maybe like a maybe like a june maybe like yeah maybe like june maybe june to maybe june to september between june and september yeah i would take i would pick september i think you know what i I would pick i think i would pick i would have to pick i think i would pick um maybe august actually the reason i pick august is because if I yeah, if August I was born was... in August, then if I was born in September, then my birthday would be like when I was in school, my birthday would be during the school year. So with an August birthday, your birthday is like in the summertime. But yeah, but when you're in school, especially elementary school, you would want your birthday to be during school because in the summertime you can't you you can't really celebrate your friends like that. Remember when you're in elementary right, school, that. you can't really celebrate your friends like that. So yeah, everybody lucky. wanted their birthday to be during the school year. Loki, I never went to elementary school still. What? Never went to elementary school. I was homeschooled. Oh, that's why you're a square. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. I joke it. Yo, that's arms. I didn't know this. Yeah, I was homeschooled until I was 13. What? Yeah, I started started regular school at 13 still. I did not know this. Yeah, man. Fun facts about Jesse. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Yep. That's very interesting. Maybe we could talk more about that next week. Yo, ask, I feel free to I ask me. your homeschooling experiences. Oh, prepare your questions. Yeah. Questions. Uh, maybe we could talk more about that next week. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know that, but yeah. September would be my month, but yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like we I have a one's gotta go, but maybe we'll just do it next week. Nah, nah. I seen that list. You gotta do it. You wanna do it? Before we because I because I there's listen, there's one on that list that just doesn't belong on that list. So go ahead. I feel like you're gonna say the same one as me. And I I was debating about just switching it out with something else. I feel like you're gonna say the same one as me. All right, let them let them let them know what the list is. 
Okay, one's gotta go 90s, black 90s sitcom shows. So obviously we have um Fresh Prince Living Single, Martin, and the Cosby Show. Hmm. Now there's one on this list that I wanted to switch out to make it more difficult. Which one do you want to switch out? I kind of wanted to switch out Living Single. Yeah, yo, that was the one I was like, yo, what is this? I don't even know what I don't even know what show that is. I, to, I, I wanted to switch that. out Living Single with uh, Moesha. Yo, honestly, I'll be real with you. I never or watched the Moesha. Parkers. The, okay, the Parkers would have made it interesting, but the Parkers would have had to go. So actually, you know what? It would have been between the Parkers and Martin. I'm not gonna lie to you. Martin is overrated. It's actually what? Overrated. Okay, who's the, what's the first one on your list? Just go, just go through your list in order. Okay, yo, Fresh Prince has to stay. Mm-hmm. The Cosby, the Cosby Show. I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, there's been, I know about the 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 um the later developments <laughs> after the show, but uh, let's uh, let's pretend that uh, we're watching it in the nineties before um those developments became public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Cosby Show got to stay still. Yep. Um. And then Martin by default, because I've never really watched Living Single from what I remember. No, we're changing um, the Living Single. Oh, what? Changing it to what? The Parkers? The Parkers. Uh, Toss-up. Uh, you know what? People, 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 people are going to, people might disagree with me, but I might choose the Parkers still. Martin? I might have to still Martin Martin for me is just I, I remember I tried watching it and I watched like maybe a couple seasons maybe I think mm. yeah, maybe a few seasons maybe I think I watched like four seasons or something but honestly it's funny until it's not like at a, at a certain point like Martin he's just doing the most and it's not it's just it's just like yo bro you're doing too much like <laughs> like 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 you're doing you're doing too much right now like like relax especially when he dresses up as that that women what woman character i forgot what's her name oh, i forgot that one but it's not even just that like it's just certain stuff that he does it's just it's just much. that's how i felt about like even 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 the wayne's bros but like mm. The Wayne's Bros was was still pretty funny. Ooh, what if I put Jamie Foxx show in there? Oh man! Over out instead of which? Instead of Living Single. I gotta choose. I gotta choose uh, Jamie Foxx over over um Jamie Foxx over Martin. Yeah. Jamie Foxx over Martin. Jamie Foxx over Martin. Jamie Foxx show over Martin. Yeah. I know yeah. Martin is the household name like in the black community, but I just it was funny, but then it just. It's not it's it's not balanced. Like it's it's just too much slapstick. Mm. Just too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Fox was kind of like that too, kind of. It, w- it it was, but I felt like there was more of a more of balance a, of a more of a narrative. Like mm. with Martin, at a certain point, it just becomes him just doing stupid stuff, and I'm just like, what? Okay, what is this about? <laughs> what, <laughs> what, what's this episode about again? I, I can't remember. <laughs> I think for me, I think for me, obviously, French Prince has to stay. Cosby show has to stay. Obviously, those two are like non-negotiables. Um, and between Jamie Foxx and Martin, 
Mm, I think, mm, um, I think Martin might stay just by a hair. I'm not mad at that. Just I'm not mad at that. Martin, Martin is a, it's a household name, right? And but yeah. I just, for me personally, it wasn't. You know what show I'd put? You know what? You know what show I'd put? I'd put on. A show that would make it interesting. It's not really a. It's not really a, in the same category. But the Bernie Mac show. That show was fun. Mm. Bernie Mac show was hilarious, yo. Bernie oh Mac my show gosh, was that show was so funny. The Bernie, the Bernie Mac show. Is that that's the one with Steve Harvey, right? It was nah, nah, nah. Steve, the Steve Harvey show. That was funny too. Which so Steve Steve Harvey had, wasn't it him and Bernie Mac? No, it was him and Cedric the Entertainer. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then the Bernie Mac had his own show, but Bernie Mac show was more of a Bernie Mac show was more like, um, was more like, um, it wasn't, it didn't have a laugh track Mm. and and like, yeah. So it wasn't like a stage sitcom. Right, 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 right. So it was more like, uh, like actual, like kind of TV show, but a comedy TV show. It was more like, it was kind of like the office, but not the, not the office, like, you know what I mean? There's no yeah, laughing yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still hilarious. Damn, Bernie Mac, man. He was a legend. Legend. He was a legend. But yeah, man. That show was All so right, funny. y'all. That has been our episode, episode 15. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, we are here in February. Thank yeah. God for letting us see another hey. month.